the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. This weekend, I spent a lot more time on TikTok. Just trying to figure it out. I'm not going to be an investor. It's not going to be my play. Just trying to figure out the social media wars that are going on. This weekend, there was a video that showed a man shooting himself with a gun. It began circulating on TikTok. Everyone that I know that's on TikTok, I've got a niece who's 12, and she's in that awkwardly ugly phase right now, but she wants to be a dancer, and she wants to show people she can dance. And when I say that she's awkwardly ugly, I, I would say that to my own sister, who that's her daughter. Um, but there was clips of a suicide and that, that, again, shows you social media really can't police itself in any way, shape or form. One of the most famous events that ever happened in television was a newscaster pulling out a gun and blowing out his brains live on TV. And there was nothing we could do to stop it. Um, so clips of a suicide. And how can TikTok stop this or police this? We're seeing Facebook say things along the lines of we're not going to accept advertising the week of the election because we can't possibly stop that inundation. We can't monitor it. We, we won't know how to like filter it. There's some real stumbling blocks. I've heard working for Facebook reviewing videos that it's got a high burnout rate because people see horrible things that human beings do to animals and horrible things that human beings do to each other. Um, but the systems over at TikTok keep detecting and flagging the clips and saying that they're violating the policies, and yet the clip is trying to become, um, how shall we say, viral. And TikTok's doing what they can to say, hey, National Suicide Prevention Hotline, like they're trying to do everything they can to do it right. Donald Trump, of course, has said that he threatens to ban TikTok while several companies in the United States like Microsoft and Twitter and Walmart have all said we would be interested because TikTok is being watched by 12-year-old awkwardly ugly girls who, oddly enough, will need acne cream. I was going to say pimple cream, but then I came up with acne cream. That was the genius of Fox television. There were only three networks, ABC, NBC, CBS, and then Fox came along and they said, we'll do the 10 o'clock news. Everyone else was doing 11 o'clock. They said, well, and that was their niche for a little while. And then they're like, let's do some TV shows. And they went after X-Files, which if you were 18 to 35 and you were a male, you watched that every Friday night, including myself. Um, so they knew that it was 18 to 35 year old men. It was well-marketed. Married with children? That wasn't exactly Shakespearean, but it was a Fox show that was marketing to boys and men. Um, Beverly Hills 90210? Marketing to girls 18, maybe 15 to 30? 
So the advertisers knew exactly what they were getting. Um, and that's kind of powerful of what I'm trying to get at here. But back to TikTok. TikTok, TikTok, TikTok. Who's going to buy them? It's a good question at this point in time. And China has a surprise announcement that they're saying, hey, Americans are acting like bullies here. And I think that's fair. It certainly looks that way. But then again, China has sometimes used apps to get into our phone and steal data. It certainly does look that way. So TikTok's American users have swarmed to alternatives, which is kind of the whole point of what I did some thinking about this weekend. Of why are we so worried about what happens to TikTok? I, I don't much get it. Much of the growth that is driven by TikTok users has been hedging their bet now. One influencer um, that I was reading about this weekend said that, you know, she can't afford to lose cash because she's paying her way through college. And TikTok basically makes ends meet. But then I saw Miley Cyrus, who I think is a musical genius for pulling off a career. I don't know if she's a musical genius for lyrics or anything else, but she's 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 landed. So she was on TikTok, but last month she debuted a new single on Instagram's Reels, which is Facebook's answer to TikTok and the phenomenon there. Um, why not? She, you know, the ban was only going to limit the temporary downloads. So she went to a competitor, Reels, and there's no loyalty. TikTok competitors are saying there's no loyalty now, so let's all set up a platform and we'll jump around here. TikTok has been banned for two months in India. Homegrown rivals, um, as well as Instagram and Alphabet to YouTube, are gaining new users quickly. Back to YouTube. YouTube TV just introduced a $10 sports package, which gets you a horse racing challenge uh, channel. It gets you B, which is uh, Spanish League Soccer, which is the best soccer in the world. It gets you a motocross channel. It gets you a couple more ESPNs, it feels like. They've introduced that for 10 Oh, it gets you the NFL Red Zone. It's a legit competitor to Comcast out there. So if you haven't checked out YouTube TV, the beauty of it is if you have two homes, you can put it in two homes. If you've got six people in your family, you have six people watching it. There's a value there, but it's quickly losing its value. It debuted two or three years ago at 35 bucks, and now it's up to 65 bucks. You throw in a sports channel, it's up to 75 bucks, and it's like, whoa. And then you'll see the power of the bundle that Comcast had for so many years. Anyhow, I am digressing badly. I just want to talk a little bit more about TikTok and say, TikTok grew rapidly. They attracted over 2 billion global downloads in two years. The strategy that propelled TikTok to stardom uh, ultimately is that it's super easy. And competitors like Twitter at one point in time had Vine where people could post videos of themselves. They, they did something silly for like, you could only do 11 second clips. I don't know, maybe Dorsey was thinking 11 seconds is all the human mind can handle. TikTok's not much longer than 11 se seconds. So I, I expect Twitter to go back. I expect Snap to go back. I expect YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, all to be winners by what's happening with um, TikTok. And all to say the same thing. We want to market to kids that are 12 years old that need pimples popping. Is there a show called Dr. Pimple Popper? I think there is. Or if I'm just having weird dreams about it. Anyhow, Golden Age of Television, is it not? 
800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. It is a day where Tesla is getting hit hard because they weren't added to the S&P 500, which is a weird reason to own a stock in my book. Um, you tend to like earnings or revenue or product or management. But once they announce the stock split, people are like, I bet they get out of the S&P 500. That's going to be the next catalyst. I bet, I bet. And you might have bet wrong. Um, Tesla's getting hit down 13% today. It's down significantly from its 52-week high, which was made, I think, last week at $502. Now it's down to 360 that's a big haircut. You good with 20, 25% in one week? Ooh, it's not going to zero. When does it become attractive to you? I think that's a good question. When would you become attracted to it? Maybe I'll try to answer that in the next segment. Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. Thanks for listening to the show. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about. Um, it's a show dedicated, honestly, to you. And it's pretty interesting because I've always said I would leave for a six-pack of beer. And I'll leave when there's someone better doing it than me. And I'll gladly train them and teach them. I think that would be a positive. Um I want more Rob Blacks out there. I want people who are financially sound. One of the people that I looked at a lot growing up was a guy named Rick Edelman. Um, I think he was kind of a leader in this industry. Strangely enough, I think Howard Stern is as well. I like Jim Rome. Um, I used to love listening to a guy named Ron Weber talk on hockey broadcast. I Hockey on AM radio is the best. I don't care for it on Saturday. It has to be AM radio for me to get that, like, that sound. But um, I just gave you, like, four of the influences. Some of the things that motivate me mentally, I would say the New York Times does a nice job. Um, I don't read many other papers. Uh, you can find a nice story or two in the Los Angeles Times or Chicago Tribune, but oftentimes what were once career writers have turned into college kids who are kind of slinging business stories. Not the same for me, but you see where I'm going at that? I actually have some, some workable experience here. I've managed money. I've made financial mistakes. I've had the client interaction. Um, and I share with you a lot of that experience. Uh, Rick Edelman was someone who I, I liked a lot. I think some of the things he does are genius. I think some of the things he does are kind of a sellout. And that's okay. That's life. Um, your sugar booger, your spouse, your loved one. I hope you don't love everything about them. It's okay to have some things that you don't like, if that makes any sense. Um, but Rick Edelman once taught me something, and it became a great business lesson that has endured for years and years and years. A house is a liability. When you go and say that you want a, you know, a house, they, they put it on a 30-year mortgage, a 30-year plan to pay for it. You lose your job, guess what? You lose the house. You lose your job, guess what? They're going to come and take it. I like business models like that. Um, but I think he was one of the very first people who said, you know, I, living in California, it could kind of become mind-bogglingly numb. 
on people's love affair with real estate. For the record, I own real estate. For the record, my stocks have beaten real estate. For the record, historically, stocks beat real estate. But because it's a liability, because a bank's giving you $600,000 and you're putting down $100,000, you're like, it's great. After 10, 20, 30 years, you used leverage. You used the bank's money at a low cost. Mortgages are at incredibly low cost right now. I would consider one. Um, but you use that leverage. You use the bank's money. If, if the bank gave you the same thing with a stock market and expected such a low uh, payback, three and a half percent over the next 30 years and the stock market's average seven to 10%, woohoo, take that. But they're not gonna do that for you. They want an asset. They want something liquid uh, or not liquid, the house. But the whole housing thing brings up a lot of questions. Home is where the house is. We know that statement. We've heard that before. Um, we've been sold that American dream. Do you have to own the house you live in? That was one of the very first things that I brought up on Cron TV. I work for a TV station in the Bay Area. Uh, you don't have to. I got an email from a, a police officer in Oakland. Uh, back in the day when police officers were the good guys. Can I say that? Things are dramatic these days, right? But a police officer contacted me and he, he said, I can't afford to buy a house here. And I was like, whoa, that's humbling, right? You kind of want firefighters and police officers to live in your neighborhood. They say right now, if there's an earthquake in San Francisco, that all the firefighters are going to be stuck in Tahoe and Truckee three and a half hours away. And they're not going to be able to get back because they can't afford San Francisco. And since they only work three or four days in a row and then they got three or four days off, why not do that commute? So mortgages and homes are, are big, hot topics, right? So the, the police officer, I finally told, why don't you buy a house in Tampa where you want to retire? You can rent it out for the next five, 10 years. And why don't you rent here where you already have rent control and you're in good? And he's like, I never thought of it like that. That's the ultimate goal in this show is to get you to think a little bit differently about money. And I don't have to be right. If you only want to own rental properties, good for you. I can tell you my rental properties nightmare story. Rented it to a young couple. They were 25. And I was like, I used to be 25. They were a young couple, like, um, not with great credit. I'm like, I used to have a girlfriend with bad credit. And I, we couldn't get a place to go. I get it. So I, made, I, I rented it. Out. Oh, they're her father was a, a Baptist minister. And that's all I knew, because it was a rental across the country. <laughs> he was going to co-sign. He was going to pay if anything went bad. And, well, it went bad. In about a month, he moved out. <coughs> Leaving her, the only person there, with her father on uh, the application as well. So he moves out, but before he moves out, he went bat crazy, bat guano crazy. He went over the deep end and through the woods. He was calling me and saying things like, yeah, yeah you should sell all your energy stocks because um, uh, I'm working with this company that's got this nuclear fusion thing and my partner was killed and put inside of a uh, backseat of a, a, a trunk and you can't really commit suicide in a trunk, can you? And I'm like, uh-oh. So she didn't have any income. He had the income. Let's just say there, it was a mess. And when I actually went to like take a look at the place and you know paint some walls, there was feces on the wall. So 
Being a renter, being a landlord is not the greatest thing on the planet. Catch Rob Black and Rob Black and Your Money live on the Bay Area Airwaves. Weekday mornings from 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW and streaming live on the KDOW radio app or KDOW.biz. I'm going to be working on some new projects, hopefully by the end of this year or start of next year. Uh, nothing radical. I think you'll like it, though. Um, just trying to give you more financial content. Uh, one of the things we try to do on the show is pack some decent music. I refer to decent. Oh, boy, I just opened a can of worms there. Um, we try to put a little music in it that so makes it more relevant. Uh, so hopefully some of that works for you, but I get it if it doesn't. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Lots of interesting stories out there today. Um, Peloton is introducing a cheaper bike or more expensive bike and a cheaper treadmill. So they're going to have a high-end and low-end version of a bike and a high-end and low-end version of a treadmill. And more competition's coming, so I think that's smart. They're also trying to focus a little bit. I think this is fair to say, and I'm not speaking for their whole business plan. They're trying to focus on an app that's like, here's how you can get in shape. And we're going to use some of our teachers to teach on the app. And now I like that idea of a, a subscription workout buddy. I'm not going to tell you about lifestyle and fitness. I will say this. A Peloton is so expensive that you can do a 40-month installment plan. It's like a car. That's one of the reasons they're coming out with lower-priced versions. But also, like I said, as they move more towards the subscription app model, Wall Street digs that. Wall Street cannot get enough of subscription To give you an example, AOL is a great example, right? Or Costco. AOL, back in the day, you were like $9.99 a month. And that got so many people, 50 million people on America Online, that Time Warner's like, we would love to be acquired by you because we don't have subscriptions to pay for our movies. Um, so that subscription model is pretty obvious to Wall Street. It, it makes a lot of sense. Is that the end-all, be-all of a business model? No, but I kind of like that they're going that direction at Peloton. One more thing about Peloton is they will be having numbers released this week, and we're going to watch carefully. We're going to see what sort of traction they get. Is Peloton a dead duck when we go back to gems? I don't think so. So right now is a good time to introduce some lower price models and to get more gription or traction or retention with people using your product going full. I like it. I don't own the shares. I can make a case for it. I can make a case against it. Um, therefore, it doesn't hold my attention quite long enough. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything that you want to talk about, we could talk about. Another one of those business stories that is out there today, well, Tesla's getting schwacked pretty hard, down 15% on news that they're not going to be added to the S&P 500. Now, shame on you if you bought them thinking, I'm, I'm buying them because they're going to be added to the S&P 500. Eh, that's too, too iffy weird. And the fact that Etsy got put in, eh, that's even a weirder one. I would have thought, Tesla, because they've had four quarters of profitability over Etsy. Isn't Etsy like an arts and craft kind of online marketplace? And like, eh. But you can see, these are good stories today. Um, on top of it, over the weekend, you're starting to see a company called Epic, who owns 
the Fortnite world, they're, they're saying, look, what the app does for the app store is cruel. So they're charging us 30%. And we have an app store, too, and we only charge developers 7% or 8%. So they should be able to do what we do. And the Apple said, well, that violates our terms, so see you later. Um, you now see an Epic say, we want a judgment. Didn't really work out for him if you get from if you pick up what I'm putting down. <laughs> so they're say, Judge, you need to do an emergency order so that we can get our app Fortnite back onto their platform, the Apple Store, so that people can start playing. And it's hurting our users. Our users aren't allowed to play right now, and that's the damage being done. Well, interestingly enough, I would say this probably backfired on Epic. They had a great season plan with all Marvel characters. So in the battle pass he paid nine, ten dollars for. But out of those ten dollars, three dollars goes to Apple. When people there was one night I was at a, a hockey playoff game, San Jose Sharks. I love hockey playoffs. For some reason that atmosphere of game seven is is magical. Don't get it. I don't think any other sport comes close to it. Um but afterwards I, we get out and we're like, let's go to the Marriott or somewhere Hilton and grab a drink, you know babysitters were good kind of thing. Um, and I walked past a plaza and this is like four or five years ago. And I see these people all standing in front of the hotel and they're all looking at their phones. I'm like, what's going on? And that was my introduction to Pokemon go. That was the first time I was like, people are standing out at 11 o'clock at night, looking at their phone, trying to catch made up animals on their phone. Yes. And it was a lot of them. Pikachu. You know, you can buy extra balls, pokeballs. You can buy, I don't know what else you can buy, medicine or weapons, or you can revitalize your characters faster. And every time you spend a buck or two bucks or three bucks, 30% would go to Apple. Now, Apple's got some premium partners like Netflix where they're like, it's not all 30% going to them. But do you think Netflix wants off Apple's um, system where Apple gets a cut? Yeah, they do. Everyone does. 30% is pretty steep. Now, again... I own a rental property. My property management company charges me 8% to take care of it for me, and I do nothing. Nothing, I tell you. Nothing. It's pretty awesome. They're like, hey, the microwave went out. I'm like, get a new one. Uh, and they do it, and they, they charge me 8% a month. If I, did, if I had a rental property in Hawaii, they're going to be like, yeah, man, we're going to charge you 30% a month. I'm like, that's Brian, that's highway robbery. No, but there's so few property managers there and I want that place filled. I'm not looking for a, a tenant to sign a two year lease. I'm looking for every couple of weeks to get a new person in there. So they are able to charge highway robbery fees. Where do you think, do you think Apple should lower their fees or do you think they have a right because they're, are they the Hawaii rental property or are they the North Carolina rental property? Well, if you're Epic, you want exposure to a billion plus devices. That's what Apple is. It's a billion plus devices. And every one of them could go out and get Pokemon. And every one of them can go out and get uh, Battle Royale, uh, Fortnite. Fortnite, Epic, they had these superheroes. Kids are spending 20 bucks on a Silver Surfer skin. 20 bucks on digital clothes. Now, back in my day, we had Barbies. 
and we'd spend 60 bucks on a Barbie car. We'd spend 20 bucks on a Barbie outfit. You'd go to a birthday party of a female, like fourth grader in your class, you'd just go grab a Barbie outfit. I think that's what happened. I was involved in my childhood, but I don't remember everything as perfectly as I think I do. I know you're saying you were never invited to a 12-year-old girl's birthday party, and by 12 years old, she's certainly not playing with Barbies. Okay, so I've probably messed up parts of that story, but you get the idea. So Epic is reeling, and they're asking a judge, like, we want to be back on. Even though they violated the terms, and Apple said, you're off until you change that. Where do you fall on that? If that's not drama, I don't know what is. That's what I love about Wall Street, is it is kind of dramatic. Next question. We were talking a little bit about real estate earlier. Do you have to live in the home that you own? No. You can plan to retire there. I've heard lots of good things about parts of Arizona. And as a retirement area, I've got a friend who golfs. He loves golfing. He loves um, the idea of retiring there. So he bought a rent. He bought a retirement home there. And he's put a renter in there until he retires. So maybe he's renting to someone older who might die conveniently the same year that he wants back in his place. I don't know. You know, one area that that drives me nuts, and you hear this when Wall Street gets kind of wonky, biweekly mortgages. Um, Biweekly mortgages, and there's an Australian, I don't know, this is where one area that I'm not crazy about radio or television, some of the advertising that you have to, that is absolutely needed to keep the stations going. Every now and then you get an Australian pitching it. And the moment I hear an Australian pitching anything, I'm like, I don't know about this one. Oh, crikey. We got condos. We got condos, condos, condos. Well, what do you do without a condo? Put a ship on a bobby. And like, you're like, uh oh, what is he pitching? One of the ones that I've heard is a mortgage accelerator plan. And essentially, uh, you're sending in one extra payment a year. But if you ever want to do that, you can do that yourself. So you don't have to have a mortgage accelerator. You don't have to pay $3,000 to get approved on a plan. Um, If you put that extra $2,000 or $3,000 or $4,000 in the stock market instead of prepaying, what you're going to earn is going to thump what you save. You'll earn more than the 4.3% or the 3.4% or the 3% that loan's costing you. So you remember how one of the things I talked about was mortgages are a liability? I still feel that. So when you prepay one with a biweekly payment, you're giving money to the bank that you don't have to, and you're taking it from... You're giving it, you're putting it in your house where it's going to lose to inflation no matter what. Don't forget, there's another hour of today's show to listen to. Find it now at kdow.biz or on the KDOW radio app. In the last six months, it's been a lot of down market, down market, down market, bear market. What do we do? I think we're out of the woods on that one. Next question is, now we start watching the economy. We see what sticks and what doesn't stick as far as recovery plays go. I was encouraged by what we saw out of movies this weekend. I believe Thursday, we're going to be talking about some football. That's right. The NFL is kicking off on Thursday. Did you miss the preseason games? No, you did not. Cinder Stiltskin. You didn't sleep through them. There weren't any. 
I don't think there were. <laughs> where they were, I don't know where they were. Um, I'll be pleased to watch the commercials. I'll be pleased to see what's going on out there and what ESPN can do with it. But it's getting a little bit more back to normal. Um, so movie theaters this weekend, Mulan did an amazing job for Disney. And what I would say was brilliant. We know that Disney released um, Hamilton on July 4th weekend, which was pretty smart. For those who haven't seen it, you, you had to sign up for the app. You paid five bucks and then you got it as part of the streaming service. What they did with Mulan, Mulan's a bigger budget than what they had to pay for to get the rights for Alexander Hamilton. So Mulan was a bigger dollar risk for them. It, it, it was going to hurt them if it didn't work out. And what they did is they put it on Disney Plus. So you had to have Disney Plus and you had to pay 30 bucks to get it added to your library permanently. That's cool. So the Bill and Ted movie that just came out is obviously streaming. It's gotten pretty good reviews, but it's kind of a rent and you're done. Or you can buy it through Apple, iTunes, for instance. Eh, I ain't paying 30 bucks for that. That's the kind of rental that I'm like, $9 maybe. Maybe 12 if like I'm stoked. Did you say stoned? No, stoked. So Disney has re uh, delayed Mulan. And what they did was genius. They put it on Disney Plus. You have to pay $30 on top of having that $5 a month or $6 a month subscription. They saw Disney app Plus apps spike up 68% week over week. A lot of people downloaded the app for that reason, it looks like. I don't know if that's fair. I don't know if it's true. But the amount of money you put on, spent on your Disney Plus, that's also tracked. That too spiked. Um, Tenet was released into movie theaters. They pulled in 20 million in the United States. They've pulled in 146 million internationally. That's nice. But to break even, they're gonna have to pull in 500 million and that ain't gonna happen. So Disney said, let's, let's use this opportunity to lose money to get people on our app. Time Warner did not use the opportunity to get people on, on Time Warner Plus or HBO Max. And HBO Max is kind of, it's, kind of, it's not rolling out quite right. There's something wrong in my mind. Um, they've cut off some of their online services that they used to have. They're making you get the HBO Max app and it just kind of feels like they didn't do it as well as Disney did. Now, Disney took years and years and years of letting Netflix have all their content. And Disney got a pretty good penny, a good, nice reward. Netflix had to pay a premium for Pixar movies. I love how this is evolving. It just makes me smile. Peloton's launching a cheaper treadmill and a discounted bike. It's interesting. I looked at the Peloton bike. If you can't afford it, they'll put you on a financing plan. A Peloton bike is $2,500. And that's $49 a month for 39 months. Now, that doesn't sound obnoxious to a lot of people. But aren't car payments supposed to be around that $250, $300 level? And car payments went from a thing. My dad, I remember he basically lost his mind when he got a four-year car loan. And now there are five-year car loans and six-year car loans and seven-year car loans. Whoa, right? Tesla's cratering today down 15% after not being added to the S&P 500. And General Motors 
to take an 11% stake in Nikola, an electric vehicle startup vying to take on Tesla. GM said, we will produce the Nikola hydrogen fuel cell electric pickup truck called the Badger by the end of 2022. So we're starting to see who the competitors are in electric vehicle, hydrogen fuel cell uh, markets. We're starting to see some more players and we're starting to see some real dates on when they're gonna be launched. When companies like BMW said, we're gonna do a hybrid, it meant something. When they say we're gonna do an all electric vehicle, it means something. And that what that means is not great for Tesla. But you know what the funny thing about Elon Musk is? He's got, an, he's got that rocket business up his sleeve. That man's going to be in our life for a long time. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. If you ever want to talk about anything, we can talk about it here on this show. Um, credit card debt in times of COVID. If you're carrying credit card debt, if you're having a problem with your credit card right now, it's not a bad time to ask the servicer for a, a month off or two months off. Pretty easy to pull off. It's a bad time to miss a payment. Call to negotiate annual fees, especially if you have one that is expensive. I've got the Chase Sapphire that's $450 a year, but you get $300 travel credit. And they've given me $300 restaurant credit. So it's really $150 a year. And I get a free TSA, uh, but I'm not flying. So then that 150, how many points do I really get per year with their premium points tied towards hotels and flights? Seeing that I'm not using a lot of hotels and flights. You better believe I've talked to Chase Sapphire about my terms for 2020. I loved it in 2019 and I'll love you guys in 2021. 